Welcome to The Inner Circle, the podcast where The Radius Group, a team of experienced wealth advisors, brings you inside the circle of smart financial planning. With a network of industry experts, The Radius Group discusses the latest trends while sharing timeless wealth management techniques. So whether you're looking to optimize your portfolio, minimize taxes, or plan for your future, The Inner Circle is here to provide exclusive and valuable insights. Hey, everyone. This is Blair Cornell. I'm excited today uh, to do another podcast with you all and bring you some content that's kind of near and dear to my heart. We've got a great guest today, somebody that I've known my entire life, my best friend, Tim Cornell, who I've been able to work with now uh, since I graduated full-time out of college in 2004. So, Dad, welcome. Thank you. It's fun to be here together. Yes, it is, except you've been working a lot longer than college. Well, that's true. I started when I was about 12. Uh, more like eight. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. But full-time, I guess, from uh, yeah, 2004. Right. So what we thought we'd do today is we're celebrating, you had quite a milestone this year. Um, in yeah. uh, 1973 is when you started in the business, didn't you? Yeah, June 1st, 1973. So we're, that marks 50 years, um, which is a pretty impressive milestone. I don't think many people can say that in their career. Yeah. You've seen a lot change well, over the years, haven't you? I have. Maybe if I'd have saved more, I wouldn't be working so long either. <laughs> good point. Well, that's a good good lesson for all of us to start <laughs> early. Well, you know, let me start. Let me just jump right in. Let's let's talk a little bit about. You've seen the business change quite a bit, but let's focus more on the practice kind of um, that you've built and you've seen here as of late. You know, throughout your whole career, Dad, you've built and maintained really strong relationships with clients, and I would say these aren't just clients; they're now becoming your very good friends, and that's Absolutely. that's been evident um, just in the way that they speak of you and you speak about them. Uh, let me ask you a question. What, what would you guess and what would you, what do you believe is the key to providing excellent client service? What's really helped those clients um, stick around for so long and trust you? Well, I think, I think Blair, like in most things, it's um, you have to have really good people. And we have been really, really fortunate to uh, have people that um, a lot of them we hired when they were very young and are still with us um, 20, 30 years later. And, that gives you such great continuity. They get to know the client like I do and care about them like I do. So I think that, but then I think there needs to be a feeling on a team that, that we um, value service so much, you know, service is one of the things we can control. As you well know, we can't control the stock market or the bond market or interest rates or Congress, but we can control service. We can control our ability to do what we say we're going to do. And we have have a great team of people that do just that. Yeah, we definitely do, don't we? It's uh, you look at the team, and they've some of the people on the team have been at the team for thirty years, 20, yeah. 25 years. Yeah. Well, Joan just retired after thirty five years with working with me. Yeah, and Melissa, who started when she was right out of high school. Yeah, seventeen. Yeah, that's she's been here now uh, twenty seven years, I think. Yeah. Be careful. She may twenty six years. Years. I know she may not want me to admit that. <laughs> well, let's, let's talk about the team. So. You know, one of the things that I think I've learned from you about the team is it's it's really a team effort. And it's making sure you have the right people on the team, but also being able to really inspire your teammates. So kind of how would you say you inspire the team consistently to deliver that high quality service to really exceed client expectations? Well, I, don't, I wouldn't want to take, you know, I would take some of the credit for, for inspiring people, but I think we've We've just had a great people that inspire each other. But I think one one thing you do is that you you let everybody know how important every single job is and that you let everybody understand that 
the call that comes in or the client that comes in, whatever's on their mind is the most important thing to them at that time. And I think that the, the people on our team know how much we as the financial advisors value what they do. And we know that we're only going to be as good as they are. And, and um, so I think it's the way you treat people. Certainly you have to pay them well, which I believe we do. But I think it's, it's just the way we, we treat people. We've always had a, a, a saying here that, um, that as much as we all like UBS, UBS is not our life. It's what we do to pay for our life. And I think if everybody on our team knows that that's the way we feel, then they're happy to come to work every day. And that's great. That's well said. And I think you see it with other teams where maybe they have a lot of turnover or other businesses where every time you call and it's a new face or a new voice. And that's hard to really feel like you're delivering excellent client service when, when the clients maybe don't have that relationship that they've yeah, built. Yeah, well, the client the has to tell the same story all over again. Yeah, we've right. all gone through that yeah. when we've called some call center. You re-explain you your situation. Yeah. Yeah. So, Dad, we've talked about working together since I was a little kid. Like you said, probably when I was eight years old, I was coming to the office. I think I have done about every job on the team uh, from filing to computer work to everything you could ask me to do back when I was a little kid. And then I graduated. What's been, when you think about the father-son aspect, what do you think has been the most rewarding aspect of working together for you? Well, just what you said, the father-son. I mean, it couldn't get any better than that. You know, it was your dream from eight years old, but it was mine too yeah. for you to work together. And there is risk when you do that. Definitely. Uh, I tell people that when they call me and say, how is it working out? I said, there is risk because you don't know how good your son or daughter is going to be. Um, and, and in your case, Blair, um, I thought that you were going to be good. I had no idea you were going to be this good. Oh, that's nice of you to say. It's been, you know, there's a lot of people along the way that talk to me and say, you know, how do you, what would you attribute a lot of your success to? And I'd say, well, I, first of all, I had, I had a mentor that most would dream of. And I also had an opportunity that many didn't have. And, you know, well, opportunities yeah. pass us every day. And it's just, I guess, who's going to seize those opportunities? And some are better than others. Everybody here, though, has had an opportunity. Somebody gave somebody a chance. Yeah. Somewhere down the road, whatever your job is, you, and that's all you really can ask for. Give me a chance. Let me see if I can do it. Yeah, you're right. Well, it's been a joy. It really has, Dad. It's been uh, it's fun. Uh, you know, I know you're celebrating 50 years. I hope uh, one day we'll be sitting down here talking about 55 years or 60 years because we're not going to let you leave. We're going to keep propping you up in the chair even if uh, if we have to. <laughs> so, and you may. <laughs> let's let's transition a little bit to just the industry in general. You know, you've seen a lot happen. Yeah. Uh, from 1973 to here we are, 2023. I've only seen the last 20 or 25 years, I guess, since I've been around it, or maybe 30 years, but full-time now for about 20 years. But I, from what I know, I've seen the the term stockbroker transition to financial advisor, transition to wealth manager. So I guess we'll go with the term wealth manager for looking out into the future. So my, my question would be, what advice would you give to an aspiring wealth manager, maybe just starting their career in the industry today? Well, I would... I first would want to tell them just what a great opportunity it is in the industry, let alone what company or then it is a phenomenal opportunity um, that you can work any place you want to work. And if I want to move my business to Arizona, I could do it 
pretty easily with a couple of shoeboxes. So it's a business you can do what you want. And, um, and you do so much good for so many people. It's been so much fun right now for me to look at kids that are graduating for college and know that I was with the parents when they had the child and we started putting them away for college. Mm -hmm, definitely. And I've got people that I help encourage them to get in their 401k and here they're, they're now retiring and spending that money. So I would just tell people it's a great opportunity. You're going to have to work incredibly hard. And if possible, you got to get on a team because a team will give you a baseline that you just don't have if you're trying to do it on your own. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I would have made it on my own. People say to me all the time how young I look, and I guess that's a compliment. Yeah. But it would be very difficult today, I think, to try to convince somebody that, hey, I've, I don't have any experience and I should um, earn the opportunity to handle your wealth that <laughs> you've worked so yeah. hard for. And that's a hard, that'd be hard for somebody to trust that person. Yeah. So I do think a team's really been the difference maker for me, certainly. So when you think back from 1973, when you were first starting out, hmm. probably had a lot of emotions running through, uh, wondering if it was going to work or how it was going to work. But when you think about that day to where we are today, what, what would you say you've witnessed? Um, what's, what, how's that changed over the years? Well, you know, you could talk to any person my age, whether if they're not in our industry, if they're in our industry or not, and they could talk about what's changed in their life for specifically to this industry. In 1974, Gerald Ford signed the IRA bill that at the time, all of us as young advisors didn't think it was any big deal. And it's been a big deal for everyone. And then Jimmy Carter, a couple of years later, signed the 401k bill. So those were big, big things that happened in our business that I didn't know at the time, but have become such a major part of not only our business, but a person's savings. You know, technology has changed everything and it continues to change it every day. Um, clients are so much more sophisticated today and the client products are so much more sophisticated. So, but better but there's so much better too. So better opportunities for everyone. Yeah. If you think, I think I read a statistic and it's a known statistic between the IRA and the 401k. I think that's the single greatest um, home of, of assets for I'm sure Americans it is. today, you know, yeah. more than their home, more than investment accounts. You know, it's, it's been a, a game changer for a lot of individuals to be able to retire. It has. So when you, when you think about the future of our team specifically, you know, we recently rebranded, we had, merged with a couple of other advisors and other teams, and that was to just continue to add more services, to your point, and more sophistication being able to provide um, to, to all of our clients. So when you think about the new team of the Radius Group, what are your hopes and aspirations for the next generation? What do you see that looking like? Well, I'm, I'm obviously very, very proud, not just of you as my son, but, but I have a story with everybody on this team. Mm -hmm. And um, I've I've, most of them I've hired very, very young, and they're they're very important to the team and very successful. Um, so my 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 real legacy, Blair, if I could could paint my own picture, would be that everybody on our team does better than I did, and my goal for all of you would be to make sure the people that you're hiring someday that your legacy is they're better than you are mm. because if we can keep moving up, keep doing better, then it's better for clients. It's better for the firm. It's better for the team. And this team we have right now, the radius group, they're um, sensational. Well, that's because of uh, the path that you've led us down. 
which well. has been which has been great. But you again, it gives us an opportunity, and and I think that's been been wonderful to see. You know, when you think about clients leaving legacies, that's probably one of the biggest joys when I work with a client is asking them what do they want their legacy to be. Mm-hmm. So I I like asking you the same thing. I'll kind of expand on that. You know, with the fifty years in the industry now, you kind of just commented on it, but specifically, do you have a specific legacy you want to leave behind? Um, whether that's to the team or with the industry or your friends or anything you really want to really leave a mark with everybody on that, that really st- stuck the stake in the ground for you? Well, I want to leave a mark with seven grandchildren. <laughs> um, I want to be very involved in their life, hopefully. Um, I want to be involved with my three children. Um, I feel really, really good that the clients, and you said it earlier, um, they're more than clients. These are my friends. Mm-hmm. And I feel so good that you and Tiffany and Colin and Johnny are going to be taking care of them. Uh, that's just a good feeling. So I'm not sure what's next. I don't think I'm. the tank's completely empty. Um, I'm going to be hanging around here a long time, maybe doing some things for the firm uh, and some mentoring and some training and and um, still involved with clients if they, if they need me. I want them to know that I'm here. So I'm excited for or what's ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, you know, you think about the, the legacy that you've left and the opportunity you've had, you think about, again, we're going to stay with that sports analogy, probably one of my favorite sports figures and a lot of people's favorites, Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. And Michael Jordan, in my opinion, was the greatest basketball player ever. I know you would say it's, 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 he's not. Well, that it's Bill Russell. Bill Russell, because he's got 11, he's got 11 rings and MJ's only got six. So we'll see. But what what I learned about Michael Jordan, and I think he would admit to this too, was it wasn't just him. It was because he had a team. And he no had, question. usually there's a role player right alongside that person, uh, whether that was Kobe and Shaq or Michael and Pippen or whoever you want to say it might have been. Uh, and I would think in this case, you definitely agree that you had mom along your way being your role player. And, Absolutely. and you wouldn't have been able to have the opportunity you had without her supporting you along the way as well. Nope. So that's quite a legacy too. When you think about yep. not only just your career, but what what you've done with your marriage with mom as well. And that's been, been fun for us all to watch and see. You're right. She has been, she believed in me when we moved from Indianapolis to Dayton. Uh, all our family was in Indianapolis. We knew no one here and she believed in me and, uh, she has all along the way. You're, um, I would not be here if it wasn't for Ann Cornell. Yeah. And I I feel the same about Kat. Well, dad, let me, let me close with, maybe one or two questions here along those lines of legacy and kind of looking at the, or not the legacy, but more looking out in the coming years. So when you think about the future, I'd like to ask, what are your plans for the next few years, for the maybe the next decade, whatever that looks like? And then as a follow-up to that, you know, are there any new initiatives or goals, whether that's personally or professionally, that you are thinking about pursuing? Uh, well, as I mentioned a minute ago, I, I may do some mentoring, um, I like working with, you know, if I could help some younger people, um, if I could help some teams, I enjoy doing that. So that's something I might do. Um, I think on a personal level, I'm going to do a lot of work with Joyride. Mm. And there's other charities that I like being involved with, and I'm going to continue to pursue that. But I want to stay, I want to stay involved in this industry um, as long as I can, just to see if I can keep offering something back in terms of, hey, I've done that before and I wouldn't do it that way if I were you. And um, so I think I said it earlier, and the grandkids, I got a lot going on there. 
14 yes. to 4. Yes, you do. So, um, you know, I got a lot to go for. Well, you've been a phenomenal grandfather. Hmm. All seven of them feel that way about you. You go to sports games and swim meets and everything else. And uh, you were a great dad growing yeah. up and you still are today. And you well, know, none, dad... of, none of that is by obligation. It's all doing it because I want to. Yeah. Well, it shows. It shows who you are and your character. And uh, you're one of the most authentic people I know. And I appreciate what you've done for me. I know the whole team appreciates what you've done for them. Um, and there's lots of lot of family members and friends that will be listening to this that feel the same way about you. I'm confident of that. Thank you, Blair. Well, Dad, I'll sign off there. This has been a great opportunity. You know, this has been fun to do. We're looking forward to doing more podcasts, and hopefully this is one of many that we yeah, get to I do together. Yeah, I hope so. You'll invite me back? You, absolutely. Well, we'll leave it there, everyone. hope you've enjoyed listening. Me interview my dad, Tim Cornell, not only just my dad, but also one of my best friends and um, somebody that I look up to and somebody that I can lean on for advice. Some of all of you know, and we'll look forward to having him back on the show many times over the years. Thank you everyone for listening, and we'll look forward to having you join us on the next one. Today's episode features financial advisors with UBS Financial Services Incorporated, a subsidiary of UBS Group AG, member FINRA, SIPC, located at 3601 Rigby Road, Miamisburg, Ohio, and can be reached at radiusgroup at ubs.com. This podcast is presented for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as investment advice or the basis for making any investment decisions. It does not constitute an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any specific product or service. UBS does not provide legal or tax advice, and we would recommend listeners to obtain appropriate independent professional advice. Some of the views and opinions expressed may not be those of UBS Group AG or its affiliates. UBS Financial Services Incorporated offers investment advisory services in its capacity as an SEC-registered investment advisor and brokerage services in its capacity as an SEC registered broker dealer. These services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. It is important that you understand the ways in which we conduct business and that you carefully read the agreements and disclosures that we provide about the products or services we offer. For more information, please review client relationship summary provided at ubs.com forward slash relationship summary.